T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's how you We've got a lot to do on this show. It's Connor Hughes, SNY up in New York, will give us the Giants perspective. Their, their injury report looks pretty clean as well. Some guys um, maybe more limited in practice, but it seems like they're going to have most of their guys playing this game. Eagles all but Avante Maddox, which I like. I mean, I, you know. I saw a clip floating around. I guess some Dallas radio hosts were hoping that Christian McCaffrey got hurt in practice this week. I want all the players to play. I mean, I think it's more fun. Like, let, I, don't, I don't think we need people out for the Giants to beat the Giants. Let's go play this game with everybody in there. So we'll talk to Connor Hughes coming up at 9. Let you hear from what Dave Dabrowski had to say today to uh, when his appearance on WIP, which I thought was interesting about some of this offseason stuff. If the Phillies, it's funny, when, when we have an Eagles season like this, you kind of forget, and the Phillies did all their work in the beginning of the, of, of the offseason. Like, spring training is like four weeks away. Like, we're almost there, which I'm very excited about. So, here from Nebraska, and then we'll get, in for the six, get you set for the Sixers game, but I trust the pregame show. All right, 215-592-9494. I want Jalen Hurts to run again starting on Saturday night. I believe it's imperative to win this game, to keep the Giants guessing. Can't be one-dimensional. And I think this team's too easy to defend when Jalen Hurts doesn't run the football the way they did it, you know, a couple weeks ago um, when they played the Giants here. 215-592-9494. All right. I thought this would be fun. So, and you know, when I watch quarterbacks, and it's really a lot of positions, but quarterbacks are the ones we watch we pay attention to the most. So I always watch them, and then I think of other players. from, And, and sometimes it's contemporaries. Like, this guy reminds me of another guy playing at the same time. Sometimes it's, it's players from 10, 15, 20 years ago. Or, or longer, you know, depending on the perspective. And if you want to go back and kind of look at look at a, a video of someone. So I, I was thinking about all these quarterbacks playing this weekend and who they remind me of. And some of this is size. Some of it's the way they play. Some of it's their demeanor. Some of it's, you know, it's a kind of a combination of things. So, so here's what I came up with. Here's who these guys remind me of. And I think my two strongest comparisons, or, or two of the stronger ones, are actually the guys playing in the game this weekend. Like I really see the guys playing in the game this weekend when I watch this guy, when I watch the play. So let's start with the Eagles. And this is when I, I, I was wondering for a couple years who Jalen Hurts reminded me of, like just the first couple years he was here. But then it hit me earlier this season. He reminds me of Steve McNair. I, I, I feel like I'm watching Steve McNair when I watch Jalen Hurts. The way he plays, the way he runs, the way he takes on contact, which obviously, you know, became an issue for him when he got banged up. Um, and his toughness. Like he plays the position. There are a lot of, there's been a lot of scramblers. Like, Tons of them. Steve Young, Mark Brunel, Michael Vick, obviously, Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't say a lot of them are tough runners. They are d- dynamic runners. Lamar Jackson's a dynamic runner. Michael Vick was a dynamic runner. 
I don't, I don't consider those guys tough runners. Steve McNair was a tough runner. Jalen Hurts is a tough runner. And both those guys um, you know, took poundings for it. He reminds me of Steve McNair a lot. I wrote down short Cam Newton or Tim Tebow with an arm. I feel like when he was in the when he came out into the draft, there were some of those Tim Tebow, but like he'd actually throw it comps. Yeah, and I just I look at him and he's been a winner everywhere he's yep. gone. Oh well, that's the Tebow factor. Yeah, and he definitely has the um, the Newton in the red zone thing. He's just shorter. Like a if you squish down Cam Newton, if you squish down Cam Newton a little bit, that's Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and Cam was always stronger than most players in the field. And, yeah, and, it's tough. You mentioned like it's just tough to find a physical runner like that. At quarterback, because most of the mobile guys like go back to Cunningham, Steve Young, Michael Vick, even Young, Donovan McNabb in 2000, 2001. They made guys miss, right? Mm-hmm. They were bullets in the open field. Jalen Hurts isn't really that. No, he's like sneaky fast where he does get good yards and runs past but not like blazing. That's why I thought him. So, And Daniel Jones, I've thought of this all year because the, the, tr- the track record of their career is similar. Kind of the path they're on or Jones is on now. And also the way he plays, because he's sneaky mobile, and this guy was too. He reminds me of da- of Alex Smith. You know, when Alex Smith was drafted at number one, he would, I think people forget how much of a disaster the first handful of years of his career was. And, you know, he was bad. He got injured a couple times, bad numbers. But when you, I think when you kind of really, get, you, you fairly looked at it, you're like, wait a second. Is he bad, or is, did they ruin him? Like, bad coaches? Who were the coaches? Or Mike Nolan wore a suit on the sideline? Oh, yeah. Mike Ma- Singletary? Pulled his pants down or something or threatened to. Remember that? Yeah, that was a that was a wild time with him and, and who's the uh, tight end? Vernon Davis? Vernon, yeah. It, it was in the, kind of similar to Pat Shermer or whatever they've had over there. Joe Judge. It's like, all right, Jones isn't good, but maybe they messed the whole thing up. And then... Harbaugh, uh, Jim Harbaugh got to the 49ers, and all of a sudden Alex Smith could play, and he had a nice career. That's what I think with Daniel Jones. Like, all right, obviously they were ruining him. He's not that bad. And I think now he'll be a pretty good quarterback the way Alex Smith was. So I, I see a lot of Alex Smith, and he runs the way Jones did. Jones does. I see that one. I wrote down Alabama, A.J. McCarron, because just don't mess it up. That's all they ask him to do is just don't mess this up for us. Don't you turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over, and they haven't, right? They're second in the league in giveaways, yep. and – this is a team that, that won't beat themselves. All right, let's go to the Bengals and the Bills because this one I think there's some obvious comps. I, you know how back in the day uh, we used to, when we found out, I, I think he admitted it to it at one point, Kobe Bryant used to watch Michael Jordan to emulate him, like his moves, I mean literally the, the, the fadeaway. And I think he also took on his speaking. Like sometimes when you listen to Kobe and you think like he talked like Michael, he tried to be him. I don't know if if Joe Burrow's done this to try to be like Tom Brady. I sense it when I watch him. His drop back, the way he throws the football. And you ever hear Burrow talk? He kind of talks like Tom Brady. Like, I feel like it it wouldn't surprise me if it comes out at some point. He tells everyone he studied Brady down to his mannerisms and the way he speaks. He he reminds me so much of Tom Brady. And also, he's a great quarterback that, like, of, of all the quarterbacks in the league, he's the one I'd want the ball in his hand least you know, against the Eagles, you know, up four with two minutes to go because I feel like he just ripped everyone's heart out. So I, I see a lot of Brady in Burrow. I put down young Tom Brady or Joe Montana. I just, it's weird. You look at his numbers at the end of every year. His QBR is right around 50. He's been a league average quarterback in the regular season. And then you get to the postseason, kind of turns it on. He's like football's answer to Kawhi Leonard. He has five playoff wins, right, doesn't he? 
Yeah, he won four last year and won this year. Yeah. I mean, I know they're dogs this week, and they probably won't win, but, like, he could have a sixth playoff. I mean, think about it. I bet there's a good amount of quarterbacks that we consider really good in their careers that didn't have six playoff wins. He's got five already. It's remarkable how much he's won already. So, all right, so I, I see the Brady there. And then, Tucker, you, you first threw this one out last week. I mean, I, I think I probably would have arrived at it too. But Josh Allen, th- there's a recklessness to him. that and There's an incredible athleticism, an incredible recklessness, an incredibly strong arm, and he's kind of become – He's going to become America's quarterback or like a, a really popular quarterback, just like this guy was in his time. There's a John Elway to him. Yeah, I wrote down John Elway. Or you can even throw Brett Favre in there. Yeah. Like the way he makes the ball move, the things he does on the football field, it's something you don't really see, right? What what he does, having someone, I mean, he's built like a defensive end, and yet he plays quarterback and his ability to, to throw the ball down the field and, and push the ball down the field. He's reckless, but... He gets away with it a lot because he makes some unbelievable plays. He does. He is. And and the recklessness is probably going to bite him at some point, but but I, I do think he's there. All right, the other AFC game this weekend. Now, these these are like completely contrasting kind of players. So the, the Patrick Mahomes – I think Patrick Mahomes is a difficult player to comp. I mean, he's the best quarterback in the league. You know, he's been that since the day he walked in. I don't know if anyone fits – like in terms of – his run in the NFL so far, it's Peyton Manning-ish in that he walked into the league and just became the best quarterback and, and just was – every Sunday he's just – he's the best. You just know he's the best. That's the way Peyton was. But there's also athleticism to him. There's off-script stuff that Peyton Manning couldn't do. I, I mean, I I see some Brett Favre, like when he was, when he was the MVP, Brett Favre. It's like Favre-Peyton mix is what I think of with Mahomes. I wrote down Wayne Gretzky. Hmm. So I far just think above. he operates on a different plane than everybody else in the sport. Yeah. And the little creative things he does where he rolls out and he's able to just whip a ball to a running back and he scampers 40 yards down the field because no one saw that. I mean, his ability on, on you know off-timing plays, and he gets a lot of Steph Curry comps because of the way he's changed the game. I mean, he walked into the NFL and— he was the best player. He's the best player. Like, I know we talked Jalen Hurts to an MVP over Patrick Mahomes— I think he's reached that LeBron, Wayne Gretzky kind of level where he should be the MVP every year, but I think we're just sick of talking about it. Yeah, I, and I, you know, it's actually the way you did it. It's, it's maybe that's why people make cross sport comparisons. It, like, who's the comp? Right? Like, you know, other quarterbacks in the past didn't play quite like him and put up these numbers. And the guys that did, they didn't play like, like Peyton Manning, but he was a to- totally different kind of quarterback. I mean, he's going to break if he stays healthy and, and, I hope he does. Um, now he doesn't run, but he's certainly more mobile than some guys. I mean, he's played five years. His average season is now so, – so how about this? Per 17 games, because now he has 17 games every year, so we can start adding those kind of numbers together. Per 17 games, 5,151 yards and 41 touchdowns. That's I think weird. I looked it up a few weeks ago because it's also – how many interceptions is that? Like 11, 2, 10 or 11? 10. 10 per 17 games. I think Manning has one season like that, and Brady has one season like that, and Mahomes has one season. It's like, like only three guys have ever done that, and he's averaging it. So how many more years think he played? Want to just say ten? It's probably going to be more than that. Yeah, but, I mean he doesn't get hit. His game doesn't really rely on on physicality the way it kind of hurts or even Allen's does. So if we just say ten, but he's probably got more than that because he'll be thirty-seven at that point. So we just kind of round it off. He plays ten more years. If he plays 10 more years, he's going to rack up – he's going to get to 600 touchdowns and uh, 70 
almost 80,000 passing yards, and that's without improving. Like, there's also a chance he improves. He's only, you know, usually the great quarterbacks don't stay their best at 27. Brady didn't. Manning didn't. They had their best years in their 30s. Breeze had his best years in his 30s. Rodgers some his best. So, like, there's a real chance these baseline numbers are just they're going to improve. But as a baseline, he's going to end with all, I mean, an enormous amount of records. I mean, I, I don't know if he'll pass Brady and some stuff because Brady plays till he's 50. But it, what a player. I mean, just unbelievable. So that is one where I think it, it, cross-sport comparison might be the best. All right, let's get to uh, Trevor Lawrence. Tucker, you said this one a couple weeks ago. It, it's the most apt one, and it's probably going to bring up some scars to our listeners, but this is who he plays like. He's 2018 Carson Wentz. Yep. Uh, a, a guy that can make plays. A guy that at his best could could be a high ceiling guy, but boy, there's there's a bad there, and there's a recklessness, and there's sloppiness is the word I'd use. He had he had nine fumbles he lost during the season, and he threw four interceptions in a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, watching that game, and I was ready to say he kind of speed ran through Carson Wentz's entire career in one season, <laughs> from kind of average to MVP level, back to average, and then kind of played hero ball to get them into the postseason, and then just became, you know, frankly awful. Um, by the t- time the postseason came around. But watching him play, it reminds me a lot of the Carson Wentz we saw at the end of 2019 where he lifted the Eagles up into the postseason by beating Washington and Dallas and the Giants twice. But he also had a lot of fumbles. He had a lot of miscues. There were a lot of games where he didn't show up until the second half. That's what Trevor Lawrence reminds me of. He has all the talent in the world, but I think he has a lot of trouble getting out of his own way sometimes. Yeah, and it's why actually I, I kind of – Athletically, physically, I saw it when he came out of the draft. And I said, it's actually why I thought Doug would go there and want to go there. I mean, if you think about it, Doug's the only coach that found a way to win with Carson Wentz. Like, Frank Reich didn't do it. He didn't get to the playoffs when he had him last year. Obviously, this year, you know, it was bad for the commanders. There's only one coach that, is, that has found a way to win consistently with, with him as their quarterback, and that was Doug. And now he's doing it with. Um, with Trevor Lawrence, who, by the way, and I'm sure we'll talk about this tomorrow night when we make our NFL picks, still undefeated on Saturdays in his life. I think that's going to end this week against the Chiefs, but it, it is true. That is unbelievable. It, it is. I mean, you mentioned last week, it's it's nuts, and, and here we are. He won again. All right, let's get to the Niners and the Cowboys. Comps for those two quarterbacks who they remind me of. Purdy's really hard because we've seen him the least. Like everybody else that I mentioned, I mean, they've been starters for years or – we watched him a lot in college, like Trevor Lawrence. We've seen him on TV in big games for five years now, six years. Like, I've seen him play a lot of football. Purdy, I know he played four years at Iowa State. How many Iowa State games did you watch from start to finish? I mean, not many. So, like, we haven't watched him play that much until recently, and now we're going to see him on big stages maybe here next week. I found him difficult. Dak is also someone I kind of find difficult. But Dak, I, I, I have one. So my Purdy comp is Baker Mayfield if he was actually good. Like, the Baker Mayfield that was drafted number one, it's supposed to be good. He's built similarly. He's like 6'2". He moves around a little bit. Like, if Baker Mayfield was actually not a clown and a good quarterback and played within the structure of an offense, that's who Brock Purdy kind of is to me. I put down 2017-2018 Jared Goff, where he had Sean McVay, and Sean McVay was kind of holding his hand, and he was able to work through that offense, and... You wouldn't have called him an elite quarterback in either of those years, but that first year in 2017... Played well. He had 28 touchdowns, 7 picks, averaged almost 13 yards per completion, passer rating over 100. I mean, that's kind of the stuff Purdy's doing. You watch the game, I think he threw two balls into tight coverage in that last game 
uh, against the Seahawks. I mean, he's not doing a whole lot. It's get the ball to Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel as much as you can, but he's making throws, and he's taking care of the football. He is, uh, and he, he's, I mean, he's been spectacular uh, And over this stretch where they were undefeated with them. We'll see if he continues it over the next couple of weeks. Purdy's hard, though. I mean, he just started playing, so we, we got to get more. Like Sometimes with these comps, they don't, like I said, Jalen Hurts, I, I think he, he reminds me so much of Steve McDare, but I didn't, it took me a while. Like, who, who do I see? Who do I see? And then eventually it clicked. Dak Prescott is an interesting one because he's been around a while. He's pretty consistently good. He's not great. I'm not going to say I love this comp, but I, I do see some of it in terms of he wins a lot. He's their franchise quarterback. He has had some high highs. He hasn't really had too many low lows. As soon as he became their starter, they their franchise turned around. They started to win. And like he, he was just like, like kind of a, a steadying force to their franchise. I see some Donovan in him. There's, I, I think there's some Donovan McNabb to, to Dak. Um, now, he, Donovan and Andy, and he had, had a good, really good, well-run franchise. I, I don't think that – the Cowboys draft some good players. Obviously, they, they have an eye for talent. It's one thing they don't get enough credit for. You know, we make fun of them, but like they, they draft good players like Parsons. But I don't think it's a buttoned-up whole thing there. I don't love McCarthy as a coach. Garrett was a bad one. So I, I'll go with Donovan if he wasn't blessed with such a great coach. So I kind of went the opposite. I took a guy who was a fourth-round pick, and his numbers don't really match up. I think their playing style is similar, and he didn't make a Pro Bowl, but I think if you were with a more functional franchise, would have had a better career. I went with David Garrard. Mm. He had one really, one really, really good year, didn't he? Yeah, he made the Pro Bowl one year. He went 9-3 and three as a, his you know kind of first year as a starter when he started 12 games, you know, threw 18 touchdowns, three picks, and he was kind of up and down, and I feel that way with Dak, too. I mean... I think you can make a case he's a top five quarterback in the NFL, but you can also make a case he's like 12th or 13th. It's very hard to kind of pinpoint where he is. Maybe that's the instability at coach. Maybe, you know, he's lifted by Kellen Moore, but I don't know. He's a tough guy because you could convince me he he's up there in the top three or four and only a half step behind uh, Burrow, Mahomes, and, and Allen, or you could convince me he belongs closer to, to Daniel Jones. Yeah, Gerard is. Um, I feel like Gerard's kind of lost to like he's, just, he's forgotten. I don't remember the last time anyone brought up David Gerard. David Gerard had he started 12, 16, 16, and fourteen games in, in four consecutive seasons. Like he was a, a, a basically a five year NFL starter, and he just he's kind of he's lost the time. I forgot about David Gerard. I liked him. I always liked if you ever watched the 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 old Jaguars uniforms. Their A's and R's always look similar. It looked like it said like G A A A A A A A D. Yes, I remember that. So here's an amazing. Um, I'm looking at some of his numbers here, and just like what was a normal NFL season even 10 or 15 years ago. Like he only threw for 3,000 twice of those four years. I mean, he's a four-time starter. He and you know the completion percentage in the 60s. He was he was pretty good. He was a pretty good player. In fact, one year. What was oh seven? He was really good across the board. I, I think an underrated quarterback, and he could run a little bit too. Two hundred eighty yards in a season, three hundred, three twenty two, three twenty three. Good one. Uh, there. So there's our comp. I, I think it's fun when I always think about this. But the the strongest one I feel is Jones and Hurts. I mean, they remind me of those guys so much. Alex Smith, Steve McDare, and uh, and we get that matchup coming up on Saturday night here at Lincoln Financial Fit. All right, we got a big a big nine o'clock hour coming up. So. 
We're going to talk to Connor Hughes, SNY. I want to play for you some of Dave Dabrowski today on WIP. And a very big announcement today. It sounds like, at least for a brief period, we had, Tucker was honored. I mean, honored by his, his alma mater. I mean, that's it's a pretty big deal. I mean, no one represents Temple more than me, and I thought finally some of that love came back. Yeah, well, so we'll give you the full story, but there, there's... I mean, Tucker was, it was a prestigious email that was sent out, and we, and we were going to celebrate it here. And now it sounds like the story might be changing a little bit. 215 592 9494. It's how you hop aboard. Connor Use of SNY up in New York. He's next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 